Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And welcome to Relationship Wednesdays. Um, and we are at the end of the end of January 2014. Yeah. I was going to say we're the end of 2014. Yeah. Fast forward it really quickly. Um, I am a clinical therapist, and I run a thriving private practice right outside of Chicago, Illinois. So I do everything from individual counseling, group counseling, personal coaching, crisis management, crisis crisis intervention, and kind of fixing it. Like when people have big issues and don't know what to do, I, I help them fix those things. Yeah, my name is Darren O'Hama, background in corporate America, and here in the world associates, I focus on career counseling, resume consults, uh, life coaching, men coaching, things of that nature. Absolutely. So tonight, if you want to call in, make a comment, ask a question, our number is 323-693-3835, or just call in again, 323-693-3835. And just so you know that what we're talking about is suggestions. So without knowing the full um, depth of your issues, we may not get to the things that are concerning you completely, but if you have bigger issues than that, call our practice at 630-428-2344, and we will help you make an appointment and get to the right person to answer some of the the bigger concerns you have. So tonight's show is about are your insecurities destroying your relationships? One of of the biggest things that I'm seeing lately in in marriages or serious dating relationships are people that are sabotaging their own relationships. They blame the other person, but they're actually doing things themselves because of their own insecurities that ends up ruining their relationships. Let me tell you some of some of the biggest insecurities um, that I see. One, I don't want my relationship to be like my parents. So a person comes into a relationship and they say, I don't want my relationship to be, excuse me, like my parents. So maybe um, you saw a divorce. Maybe you saw a couple that never got married. Maybe you saw some things just that you don't think are good in a relationship. So you set out to make your relationship be polar opposite of that. And because you're so insecure that, uh-oh, I see a sign in him or her that's just like my mom or just like my dad or just like something else, you end up pushing that person away. Yep. Um, the other insecurity is cheating issues, trust issues. You're so worried that the other person is going to cheat on you or that you can't trust them or maybe you heard your girlfriend say there are no good men left. Everybody I've ever dated is cheating on me and, I, and I'm not, never going to ever be able to make this work. And so you destroy a relationship by um, checking Facebook, looking into text messages, seeing things that might not really be there, or you actually find something, and then even though it might not have been that big of a deal, you've, you've decided to end the relationship. Yeah, good point. Another thing that I see is you see people saying that they're not good enough. So I'm not good enough, a person may say, to have a healthy relationship, to have a good relationship. So you keep um, – trying to outdo yourself or do better, or you say to somebody, guess what, you know, nothing I do is ever working. So that insecurity that you're not good enough ends up sabotaging your relationship. Another insecurity is um, people that say, I don't want to settle. So there's going to be somebody out here better than the person that I'm with, so I'm going to give it this person right now, but you're constantly perusing your atmosphere for the better person. So never really committing to that relationship that you're already in. Absolutely. Kind of always keeping your options open. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you feel like you deserve something much more than what you've got. So they've, they've got to be out there, so you're going to keep looking even though you've got somebody else. Okay. Another insecurity is you don't want to be alone. So you get with the wrong person, um, 
<clears throat> even though you know ahead of time they're not the right person and other people have warned you, hey, Susie Snowflake, don't get with Bob Snowflake because he's not going to be a good guy, but you hook up with them anyway, you get intimate and really close really soon, and then you're in a headlong relationship with someone that you don't want to be with just because you didn't want to be alive. Gotcha. So then you end up accepting anything and everything because guess what? Half of a woman or half of a man is better than no man at all, and I don't want to be alone. Okay. Okay. And another insecurity that people say is, I don't want to look bad. Mm, okay. Um, so Explain that one, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to look bad is you're really concerned about what your mom, your dad, the neighbor, the cat, the pastor thinks about this person. So you get with them, but you, you secretly don't really like them exactly how they are, and you want to make them better. You're a little embarrassed of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what, and and not, maybe not even just embarrassment, but let's say um, your girlfriend comes over and mom says, man, she's a little fat, you know? Okay. You didn't think of her as that big. You didn't think it was a problem. But mom or somebody says that she's big. You don't want to look bad, so you start her on a treadmill routine. <laughs> and when you guys go out, you start saying stuff like, you know, you should get that salad. Right. You need a little salad. Right, oh, because you don't want other people to judge you based on that, so you do everything in your power to not look bad to them, and you end up ruining your relationship. Okay. And there's there's so many other, um, you know, there's so many other insecurities. I've, I've ran into people that maybe you got with the guy, and he was with somebody else, or you were with somebody else, and so you guys were cheating. Oh, that's a big one. And then you get worried that, oh, no, I can't really trust him. If he did it to her, he'd do it to me. If he cheated on her with me, then he cheated on me with somebody else. And then you end up, again, sabotaging a relationship that was otherwise perfect or good, and um, and then you're alone. So then you're always looking over your shoulder because thinking someone else is going to come and take that person that you with because you're like you did to somebody else. Absolutely. So let me, let me repeat the, the top seven things that, I, that I've seen. I don't want to be like my parents is a thing that sabotages relationships because you find people that, um, are so trying to be so polar opposite that they're seeing things in their spouse that aren't really there and their girlfriend that aren't really validly there, right. but they judge them on it and they push them away because of that. Cheating and trust, you feel like uh, everybody's a dog. No woman can be trusted. All men are dogs. Nobody has a moral center, so he or she must be cheating. I'm going to search their phone, their Facebook, and accuse them every single time I get, okay. and you end up pushing the person away. Another insecurity is you're not good enough for some reason. You're too short, you're too tall, you're too big, you're too small, you're too black, you're too white, you're too green, you're too blue, and you feel like you're not good enough for them, so you feel like let me push them away before they get rid of me anyway. Okay. The next thing is you don't want to settle. So you get with a person, but you're only sort of kind of committed and you're always flirting at work or looking for that attention from somewhere else that, that somebody first with you and it makes you feel so, so good, so then you decide to have a little bit of an affair because they are giving me so much attention because you feel like, um, you know, you just want to make sure you get the right person and the right thing. Sure, this other person may look a little bit better, maybe have a better job, maybe whatever the case may be, maybe a little more fit than the other person that you're currently with. So you keep your eyes up, hey, this may be actually a better deal. Right, and that's right. all subjective. Better, better is subjective, right? Right, quote, unquote, better deal, right. The next thing is you just don't want to be alone until you're thirsty. So you get with, you know, Somebody that you normally wouldn't be with because you just don't want to be alone, and maybe somebody told you that. Listen, if you're 35 and you're not married yet, then right. you know you're horrible. So the first guy you meet, you know he's you know he's alive, he's breathing. I've heard go back. You said this person may be thirsty. I've heard that term so much in the last month or two months. Thirsty people are thirsty. 
Yeah. It's like the new cougar or something. <laughs> I no. mean, it's just the word that shows up. Everybody's like, this person's thirsty. Look at this person, a thirsty person. Okay. I, I just, it's funny. I don't know if other people heard it, but over the last month or two, I heard a lot of people talk about this person's thirsty. Thirsty for relationship, thirsty to get with somebody. They've got a real desperate. Yeah, right. So that's what thirsty means. Right. Super desperate. You, you're parched for love. You dry. I just I haven't heard that that term relationships until like the last two months. I've heard it several times on the So maybe it came out on the show or something like that. I don't know. But Girl, I've been saying it for a while. Babe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, babe. Okay, babe. Um, so maybe you're just thirsty and you don't want to be alone. Another thing is you don't want to look bad. That's that's number six. One of the one of the big insecurities that people have. You you're super concerned about how other people view you. So you you pick your mate based on what other people may think, mm-hmm. or you try to secretly change them. Every time you get you come home, you say, "Listen, you were with my business partners, and you wore a plaid shirt, right. and everybody knows that that's tacky." And then you you ask for sushi when nobody was eating that. Everybody was eating, you know, something else, caviar. And how dare you do that? Or you don't make enough money, so quit telling people you work at the, on a garbage truck because I don't want people to think you, you know, dealing garbage for a living. Sure. Right. So there's all so these. Take clothes out for you. Don't talk about. Don't tell people what you do for a career. You're an engineer. You're a sanitation engineer versus you work on the garbage truck. Right. Like that. Right. Okay. Right. Hey, don't let me do the talk. Let me, let me do the talk. I'll handle everything. I'll handle my. I'll handle everything because you know you you you're great. I love you, but don't let anybody know who you are. Right. The last thing is um, cheating. You got with that person while you were with somebody else, or he was with somebody else. Maybe he didn't want to settle either, and you both said, "Ooh." Ugh. There's a greener grass on the other side of this fence. So you jump the fence to be with each other, and then you're constantly worried, is he going to jump the fence to be with somebody else? Or some other green grass. Right. Okay. So if you didn't see one of your insecurities there, or, or maybe there's other things, um, maybe you've had trauma in your past, and your insecurity is that if I tell him that I was raped or hurt or in some ways traumatized, he may not think I'm good enough, so I'll ignore all of that then you start acting a little bit different and he doesn't know how to read it and you've never taken the time to tell him that you were hurt, then you spring it on him, you know, last minute, don't leave me because uh, this happened and I never told you. Right. You know, so th- those are kind of the insecurities that we keep secret. So if I didn't list your insecurity here, it's whatever you argue the most about in your relationship is your insecurity. Mm, okay. So it's that fight where you have, you don't hear me, you never understand me, you, I don't feel seen and appreciated. Your insecurity is rejection. You feel like no one hears you. You always have to be heard. Your voice is never listened to. See, you didn't read my mind. You don't know me, you know? Ooh, okay. So whatever those insecurities are, take a second to write them down. Whatever you're arguing the most about, take a second to write it down. Now, some of the things that you spend a lot of time on may not be insecurities. They may be valid. Okay. Let's say you've got a, a, a super different set of in-laws or a super different set of people that your partner is related to, and they're just strange and you want to stay away from them. That may not be necessarily an insecurity or wrong, but it's something that you, you may be feeling like if, if he stays around his family or she stays around his family long enough, they're going to become like them. That's, so, that's just what I was thinking. So that really is an insecurity. Right, so that's really you know, He may leave and put them as a priority over me, mm-hmm. right? He spends too much time with, she spends too much time with their family. I dropped out of second place. The family now is back to first place where they were before we got married. So now that's a concern. Absolutely. So whatever the thing is you fight about the most, that's probably going to be the keyhole portal to your insecurity. Now, is that your partner's insecurity or your insecurity? Your own insecurity. Your if you're if you're the one starting to fight, if you're the one, because you can be fighting all the time with somebody, but they're constantly, uh, you know, um, 
having issues with their insecurities that they're bringing them on to you. Absolutely. And let me say this. Everybody has insecurities. Sure. But not everybody lets their insecurities ruin their relationship. Oh, say that again. Don't I repeat it. Say that again. Everybody has insecurities, but not everybody lets their insecurities ruin, ruin their relationship. So some people have insecurities, and they'll lay them on the table. Hey, listen, dude, I got to let you know. I am, I'm constantly worried about cheating because this happened to me before, and I'm concerned about it. So I, I want us to lay on the table some things we can do to sort of um, assuage my insecurities or assuage the way I feel so that I don't have to kind of always worry. I just kind of want to know up front kind of what you're doing, where you're going, what, okay. you're, what you're – and so, and maybe a person when they hear that, either says one or two things. I don't mind telling you or I don't want to be with somebody that feels that insecure about those things. Right. But some people are aware enough of their insecurities that they can take action on them. And they try to address them. Like say, like you talk about the person who says, you know, I'm not good enough. So guess what? I'm going to work to be, improve myself. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I'm going to get a reading program. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to seek to work hard on my job to get a promotion so I feel make my self-esteem come up. And I'm going to address that insecurity so it's not a hindrance to my relationship. Correct. 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 And some people are aware of what they are, but they impulsively cannot stop the argument. They can't say, they can't stop saying, look, my mom said that you are rude. So the next time we're out, you watch what you say to me when you. So they they are aware of what their insecurities are, but they can't stop themselves from pushing on them, right? Okay. So some people know and work on them. Some people know and don't work on them, and some people just don't know. Right? They don't even realize they they don't realize the insecurity, nor do they realize they're acting upon it. Correct. So here's here's one thing to do. After you take a minute to write down or to figure out what are most of your arguments about, and, and, you know, be specific. String it together. I mean, you don't necessarily have to share this with your partner tonight, but write down what are most of our arguments about. Are they about family? Are they about finances? Maybe your insecurity is, I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to struggle. Mm-hmm. So you give it to somebody, and, you, and if they don't make enough money or you guys don't choose how to spend that money wisely, there's a constant fight. There's a constant argument, you know. So write down what the insecurities are, kind of string together the theme of them. Now, some people have one or two insecurities, and some people are just insecure. They, they know that everything's a problem. Everything's a problem. So for a person where everything's a problem, just pick one of those issues to work on right now. Right. Like you mentioned, we all have insecurities, and you're not going to solve every single problem or address every single insecurity at one time, right? And we got to take little bites of it, right? You don't need an elephant and all. What time to take a little bite? So I'm, I'll work on this for right now. We're going to work on this for right now. Mm-hmm. And then step by step by step. And over time, we'll be able to address these issues. Absolutely. So know what the insecurities are. They change. Also know that they change over time. You know, sometimes you get one insecurity out of the way, and then what happens? A new insecurity. And you can have a big part of that, right? Absolutely. So now you get older, you get a middle age, you know, a new set of, um, a new set of insecurities come on, you know. What's the real meaning of my life? I'm now 45, I'm 50, okay. Do I have any significance in my life? Some other insecurities can come up there. Am I, have I been a good father? Have I been a good mother? You know, so these things, like I said, over time, insecurities can change. Correct. And insecurities don't just ruin um, intimate relationships. They can destroy relationships with, with friends. Oh, absolutely. Or, or they can destroy relationships with, with children. Like, let's say, I mean, I've, I've had a lot of people lately that feel like their children love somebody more than them. And that insecurity drives them to push their kid away. Right. I was just recently uh, dealing with a work situation where one of the managers had some, in my opinion, some insecurities and blew up at another employee. Like, whoa. And everybody's like, what in the world is this guy's problem? He had some insecurities, but he did not, well, they're not able to control it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you actually blew up another employer. Like, whoa, mm-hmm. we got either a timeout, we have some coaching, mm-hmm. all right, to address that type of issue. So, again, it's not just intimate coworkers, brothers, sisters, mother, father, mm-hmm. all different time relationships, these insecurities can have a negative impact on them. Absolutely. For example, it can happen in friendship. You walk into a room with a group of friends, and as soon as you walk in, everybody bursts into laughter. And right. you go, they're talking about me. Oh, I know when someone's talking about me. I don't need you to confirm it. And everybody's like, no, we were laughing at the Dave Chappelle joke. We just right, saw it right, on the right. You're like, Mm-mm, that's what you're saying, but I know that you're talking about me. So also realize that any relationship, insecurities affect relationships across the board. Yes. Across the board. And whatever relationship you want to focus on, the first step is know what your insecurities are. What are you arguing about? What is your brain spending most of its time on? Mm -hmm. When you're idle time, before you go to bed, what are you dreaming about? What are you thinking about? What is that major thing that's causing issues? And that's when you know what your insecurities are. The second thing that once once you find out what the insecurity is, acknowledge that you have it and realize that it's fluid. Realize that, um, insecurities can change based on what's happening. Right. So maybe if you're not getting enough sleep and you start to get paranoid, those insecurities come on more. Maybe if you're not working out like you used to and you're eating more, then your insecurities change. I mean, insecurities are fluid Absolutely. based on what's going on. Absolutely. Like you mentioned, stress can increase that. You know, you know, a lot of students have stress, a lot of products they work, deadlines can affect that. Simple as it is, you know, coffee, extra caffeine, you know, Sometimes I'm at work, I have to drink a couple, extra cup of coffee. You start getting a little buzz, a little anxious, and so oh, what's going Why? You know, obviously drugs and alcohol have an impact on that. People are engaged in that. These things have a negative effect on these things. Mm-hmm. Okay? The people you are around change the way that, you're, that what your insecurities are. Uh-huh. You know, I know so many clients that come to me, and I go, hey, what's going on? And they say, well, I think my husband's cheating. Oh, okay. Right. Well, I've never heard that before. So it's not like, why do you think it? Well, my friend just got a divorce, and these are some of the signs. She knows that her husband was uh, taking secret phone calls, taking longer showers. And now that I think about it, my husband just took a phone call, and he walked to the back of the house, you know. And because he walked to the back of the house, I'm starting to think, you're not enough enough. Right. So they hear somebody else's struggle, and you take it in as your, as your own. That can definitely happen. And sometimes people will try and... Uh, give you that information to make you insecure about your situation. Absolutely. Make you insecure about the relationship that you have. Why? Side note, generally because they want to I'm be in your situation. Exactly. They're trying to move that person out so they can make a, make a move inside. And the same thing happens on jobs. If you find that one person quits, they normally quit in a group of ten. Like they take like a, a slew of people and they all end up going to the same company all because one person walks to the room and says, look, I don't want to tell you this. It's too bad she's been talking about you behind your back. Okay. And have you noticed the way she looks at you, that she looks at you funny? Now, she could just be cross-eyed, right? Right. But, but maybe you think she looks at you funny. Maybe she's having seizures and never told anybody, but you feel like she blinks really long. And when she says right. that's right. Maybe you're talking to her and she makes a funny face that she's trying not to belt or pass gas, but you think, you know what? Susie Snowflake was right. Right. Something's going on. And even in, say, just friendships. You know, if you have a couple friends and, uh, say, three friends, and, and one wants to be closer to one than the other. Say, so, you know what? They start talking bad about that third friend. You know, he's really doing it. He's actually talking bad about you behind your back. Why? Because I, uh, I want John to be my friend but more closer to Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I want John to be my best friend, not Paul's best friend. So I, I know, talk bad about that. So I know three friends never work. Hello. Three friends never work. <laughs> Man, I, when I was in high school, I had these two best friends. Right. I always had to get rid of one of them. 
Three friends never works. That's just a side note. Go but, ahead. you know, you're always going to be closer to one person than the other, and there's nothing wrong with that. And guess what? You have to, guess what? You have three friends. She's closer. You know, she's closer to the, to the other friend. So be it. Nothing wrong with that. We're all still friends. Right. Three friends never work. <laughs> okay. You know, he can tell that's you all that. that. We all friends. <laughs> you can, three friends never work. So I just thought that's just a side note. So okay. if you're insecure about that third friend, you're probably right. <laughs> Because the third friend shouldn't really be there. And you're going to have to get rid of one of them sooner or later. Three friends never work. So that's just a side note. So after you acknowledge that you have the insecurities and you acknowledge that they're fluid, that insecurities can change, come and go, uh, based on what's happening in your life, based on what's happening in your spouse's life, uh, then the last thing you need to do is develop a solution. Okay. Come up with a plan to deal with it. Come up with a plan to to work the situation out. So, so how can this work? Let me go through the three-step process of, uh, knowing what the what the insecurities are, acknowledging them and that they're fluid, and coming up with a solution. So let's say you always argue with your husband about not communicating enough, not being heard, or you feel like they don't hear you. One of the things you might say is, okay, babe, I want to come to you and acknowledge that a lot of our fights, now, and you do this when you're not fighting. You do this when okay. you're not fighting. You do this not the day after you fight, but give it a couple of days to calm down, okay. and then you say, I want to acknowledge that I know that we've been fighting a lot. And although I'm not going to own all of it, you know, because everybody's got two people to tango, I do acknowledge that there is some insecurities that I may be operating off of, and here's what they are. You make an interesting point here. You're having this conversation with your partner. You're not working something by yourself. Correct. You don't work it out by yourself. Okay. Um, Let's say it's at work and you say to Bob, and now, now work is interesting. You might not want to go to your coworker and say, I have an insecurity, that's why I threw you under the bus. You know, I broke that protocol you had because I think you're a jerk and I feel like you're always trying to outshine me. But that might be something you work out with your supervisor. You might say, listen, I noticed that I've been arguing a lot with Bob, and let me tell you what, what, what the reason is. I feel like he stole a product idea of mine back in 1862, and he got all the credit for it. So now I feel like every time I work with him, I have to hide my right my projects because he'll still it and get credit. And then you guys together can come up with a solution. So each relationship's a little different with how you come up with a solution for, for a problem. I agree with that. Um, with my three-year-old, like let's say I'm, I'm really hardcore right now about, you know, be honest, tell me if you ate the cookie, whatever the situation is. Because one of my concerns, not maybe insecurities, but concerns is I don't want a kid that doesn't know how to communicate well. So right. I'm pushing communication. So I said to her, hey, babe, you know, mom pushes you a lot about talking because I really want to know what you have to say. Now, she's two and a half, so all she says is, okay, because you really want to hear me, right? But I'm practicing with her that we talk about So my solutions, and it's a little different when it's a kid, are always on her. My solution is the first time I ask you a question, right. <laughs> you tell me the answer. Yay! You know, and so that's what the solution is. So it's, it's going to be more complex or more simple based on who you're working with. I will say on the work note, in general, you do want to tell your supervisor if you're going to approach a coworker. Right, right. but that's why I said in, at in, work, in work, I wouldn't I'll, go to in, a coworker. In general, I would recommend you talk to your supervisor or manager before you approach the coworker. You don't want the coworker that he came up to me and he's threatening me. You know, yeah, well, I wasn't trying to threaten nobody. I was trying to build a relationship here. Oh, you know, now it's his word versus your word. So in general, I would have that conversation with your boss. Hey, I'm going to approach that. What do you recommend? Here's what I think. In general, that's what I recommend. Well, and I would also say at work, it also depends on what atmosphere you're working in, but 
what's the culture of the company at work? Right. Um, in general, right. So in general at work, like I said, I don't know if I would go directly to my coworker. The first thing I said is I don't know if I would go to my coworker directly. I would probably go to my supervisor first. And I know most jobs tell you if you've got a problem with, with person X, work it out with problem X. But I'm suggesting that first you let the supervisor know that, there's going a, that you're going to work yeah. it out. I agree with that. That there's an issue, you acknowledge it, you're going to work it out. I agree. As opposed to, hey, Bob, can I talk to you at lunch? Right. And then you guys stand out behind the building. Before you know it, fence is flying. You threw him right. into the street. I felt threatened. I didn't know what was going on. Right. The person going to HR. He or she got me alone, and then they, right. uh, they're trying to touch me. You know, you got to be really careful because you don't know what the other person is feeling. So in a situation of that, and there's some marital or relationship concerns that, that need a third person. That's where I come in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. If, if, if you're in a situation where, let's say, you guys are demeaning and arguing with each other all the time, your partner may not take it seriously when you say, I want to work it out. Can we talk? You know, hey, right. I'm sorry. They may feel like, well, you do this once a week, kids, so when you're really sorry, let me know. So what you might want to do instead of that is say, hey, babe, I'm realizing we're having some issues. How do you feel about talking to someone about it? Absolutely. One, one, one more note on the work one. You want to, why do you want to get your supervisor involved? Because they may have information on the coworker you don't know. Guess what? They just, they're going through a rough divorce right now. That's why it may be something that you may not know. Okay. Well, their mother just died. Well, it puts something in a different perspective versus what you didn't have that information before. So Bob stole your idea, Freddie, because, you know, his mother just died. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm making light of that, but, but right, you're right. You know, they may have more information. They may have more information. Or they may say, you know, Bob, the physical threat. Good thing you didn't go to him. He's already under investigation. We're about to fire him tomorrow. Right. Don't do it. Right. Don't do it, Billy. Don't jump off the bridge. So, so you want to be careful that you you check um, with a supervisor or upline to you in some way yep. to to get to get the resolution there. Okay. And then the last thing is after you acknowledge that there's an issue, you know what it is. You acknowledge there's an issue. Try to formulate a solution. So, what's the solution? So, let's go back to our example of, um, hey, Bobby. Um, what was the example I used at first? Not communicating. Not, I feel like um, when we argue all the time, we're usually arguing about communication. And so even though I'm not going to take 100% responsibility for the argument because I know that both of us are involved in it, I own the piece of it that's mine, and I really don't feel heard. And that's one of the things, that's my pet peeve, to not feel heard. So what do you think about that? And then Billy Bob says, Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay. I thought I was listening to you. Right, okay. And then you say, well, what do you think would be a solution? I mean, I, I kind of want to figure out a way to work it out. What's the solution? One, uh, I can repeat back to you what you said to make sure I Oh, like I'm it. stupid, okay. Exactly, it could be. I can take notes. Oh. Take notes on our conversation. Okay. It comes to an agreement, make sure we're understanding one another. Rude again, side note, okay. <laughs> All depends on the person that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or we can start off small, okay? Let's have a conversation on one topic, and let me act upon what your, the feedback you're giving me to mm-hmm. see if I'm making a positive change in you. Okay, and that's, and that's the base of that, you know, that particular issue with communication. Right. And you know your partner. If the communication error is you talk to him and he punches you, so you don't have this kind of conversation right. with him. You figure out a way to get a third party involved. But let's say, let's say the, the argument is about um, – Something different. Let's say the argument is, you know, I realize, Bob, uh, Bob, that every time I argue with you, it's about your family because I really, I think I don't like them. I think I've got an insecurity about who they are to you, and, and they, they may be important than I am. And I realize that I shouldn't feel that way, but I really do feel that way. And then Bob says, 
Honey, you're the most important person in my in my life. They are not more important than you are. All right, then then the solution is well, then let's just get rid of them. Let's just stop calling your family forever if I'm the most important person. Right. Okay? Not a good solution. Right. Side note. But you want to go back and forth with what the solutions are. Yes, and try and come to a mutual agreed upon solution. <laughs> and the and the goal is not to argue again about what's being discussed. It's to say we need to find a solution that works for both of us. And it may be hard because you gotta acknowledge that there's something to work on and you have to be give and take, right? It's gonna to have to give a little bit and take a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, to come to a compromise because Everybody gets where everybody wants it the way they want it. When you're in a relationship, you have to consider somebody else and what their desires are, what their wants are, and it comes to the middle. And that's not easy to do, obviously. Absolutely. And then they may not agree with what you say the insecurity is. Exactly. Or the solution. Correct. Like you said, I think we should never talk to the, about the family again, right? No, the other person says no. It's yeah, a viable solution. Right, right, right. But if it is for one person, but it's not for the other person. Okay. Now you got to come to a compromise. And then, and then you all have to work through what the options are. What would a perfect, like if it were perfect, if I pick it up in quotations, what would it look like? Right. How would we do it? What would the steps look like? And then they may say, I think that's your insecurity. I think you're just petty. <laughs> I think you never like my, so you be prepared when you go to someone to talk about this that they're going to have a response to you. There you go. They're going to have a reaction to their personal feelings about it. Mm-hmm. And they're dealing with their own insecurity as well. Even during that, as, even as they're addressing your insecurity, they have their own insecurities as well at the same time. Correct. And then the people that, like, let's say, let's go back to the family example because I get that one a lot, right, that, that the other person's family is a problem. What you, what you tend to find out is the, the problem is not the family but how you guys are responding to it. So that when you start talking about solutions, you you stop talking about, I think your mom's a jerk, and get more into, hey, your mom's, like, great. She's a great human being. She raised a great child. However, I feel like we need to respond differently when he, she, or they are in our atmosphere. How do you suppose we can do that? Great point, great point. You know, so so first step, know what what the insecurities are. Second step, acknowledge that you have them and that they're fluid. Also, when you do that acknowledgement, get a third party involved if you have to. The last step is come up with a solution. So we, we basically went big picture, macro level mm-hmm. of how to handle insecurities. And on, a, on another show, we'll talk about individual insecurities and kind of what are some things that, that hold relationships up. So thanks for, for tuning in tonight, guys, and we will see you same time next week. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.